Good afternoon, beautiful people. Welcome to episode number 38 of Sports Bar Talk. This podcast will begin immediately following this beat drop. Shout out to Anders for that beat drop. Welcome to episode number 39 of Sports or 38, excuse me, of Sports Bar Talk. We have got a lot of sporting conversation to get into. There was some big news in the National Football League this week. But first, it is Sports Bar Talk. And we got the best seat in the house. And here we go. J.J. Watt. We mentioned... He was a free agent a couple weeks ago, the surprise cut, and he has picked a team at about 1 o'clock, 1245, 1250-ish on Monday, J.J. Watt posted to Twitter, source me, and then a picture, it was him lifting weights, I think he was squatting, or he was squatting, and he had an Arizona Cardinals t-shirt on. So, J.J. Watt has picked the Arizona Cardinals. He's going to get to run it back with his former teammate, DeAndre Hopkins. And, you know, when you talk to and when you listen to sports radio and listen to the NFL news circles throughout the week, no one really saw this coming. Not even the big insiders like Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter. But I'll tell you what, when J.J. first announced his release, DeAndre Hopkins, who used to play in Houston for the Houston Texans, he tweeted, come on, J.J., let's run it back together, together, man. And there was a picture of the two of them in Cardinals uniforms. And it got me thinking, you know, I thought to myself, okay, the Cardinals, we're not really talking about them in the favorite, but I could see J.J. going there. I could easily, I wouldn't be surprised. Sure enough, he did. Apparently, it was to the surprise of many people that he picked Arizona. So it was a two-year deal. Uh, multiple teams were offering $15 million a year. I know there was a report that the Colts even offered him. And apparently the Cardinals deal was not the big, that was not his biggest offer. There was a report that Indianapolis offered him more money, even, even Tennessee maybe, Cleveland. So he had options and... He, J.J. Watt's a guy, with his endorsements and whatnot, he could have easily taken the pay cut to go ring hunting, let's say, in Tampa or even potentially in Buffalo with the Bills. So it's un—it's crazy to think he picks the Cardinals. Now, I could see maybe why, you know, D-Hop's there. You can run it back with him. Warm weather all the time in Arizona. Uh, a great young quarterback similar to Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. Your defense is really good. It's a rising defense. Could be a top five defense here in the next two years or so. Um, good pass rush. Um, the corners are really good. They're going to they're gonna need to fill the void of Patrick Peterson, obviously. He, I believe, was cut by the Cardinals. Very interesting to see. And I know people thought that he would go to the Steelers, potentially go with the brother, go and play with his brothers. Steelers really didn't have cap space, and I think JJ realized that. We'll never know. 
If I know the Steelers were interested in signing him, but we'll never know if they actually had a meeting or, or and if Pittsburgh potentially maybe made an offer. We'll never know. I definitely feel like if Pittsburgh would have made an offer, I feel like JJ would have picked the Steelers. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, and Green Bay, you know, maybe the cold weather. I don't know. If he wanted ring chasing, he could have easily went Tampa and Green Bay. But Arizona does make sense now that you think about it with JJ. Other big NFL news. Uh, we have some quarterback news. Not related to Deshaun Watson or anything. Well, also, Russell Wilson potentially wanting out. I forgot about that. Um, does he want out? Or what? It sounds, it sounds like he doesn't want out, but his uh, team. Uh, they said... If he, we do request a trade, uh, these four teams we want to go to, and I know Chicago is on that list, the Cowboys were on the list, even potentially New Orleans was on the list. Now, how about Russell Wilson being Drew Brees' successor? And then there was like a mayor feud between the mayor of New Orleans and the mayor of Seattle, with the mayor of Seattle even threatening to take the Pelicans, which is the NBA team based out of New Orleans. Because keep in mind, Seattle is without an NBA team, and they had the Supersonics, and Seattle is a great NBA town that needs an NBA team, almost like San Diego right now. They need an NFL team again. They don't have a team right now. Because um, the Chargers obviously abandoned. Dean Spanos abandoned the people of San Diego and went up to L.A. to play in a better stadium. Um, but, so that, that's the Russell Wilson stuff. We'll get it more in the rest maybe later, especially if stuff starts breaking with him. But the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger have settled to terms, restructured the contract. So it looks like most likely one last ride for Big Ben and the Steelers. Looks like this will be his 18th season coming up. It'll all be with the same team, which in today's NFL world and really in the sports world, that is a remarkable feat to play all 18 of your NFL seasons with the same team. You know, we've seen with Brady. He had the jump ship from the Patriots. Um, even Peyton Manning. I think he probably wanted to be a Colt for life, but here he is. Only other one I can think of that has spent all his time with one team and meant so much to an organization. Quarterback-wise, Eli Manning in New York. Although Eli didn't really have a much more successful tenure. There was a lot of losing. There was a lot of winning. The two Super Bowls. The two Super Bowls will obviously get Eli into the Hall of Fame, even though he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, but the Super Bowl rings will get him in. Uh, but Big Ben, it he freed up some cap space, so now the Steelers could go, potentially sign somebody, maybe a playmaker on the wide receiver, sure up that offensive line, who's going to be the center to replace retired Marquise Pouncey. Um, defense, everyone's coming back healthy. Who knows, maybe you sign one more big playmaker. I do know some cuts are going to be coming here in the future. I know one NFL coach described it to an insider. Get ready, because this upcoming week, there are going to be a, a massacre of cuts. Your favorite player, he put it, could be cut. And we've seen it so far. Kyle Van Noy from the Dolphins has been cut. Looked like he was their, one of their better defensive players. Came in from the Patriots. Actually, no, the Lions previously, he was with the Patriots, um, was optimistic he was going to stay in Miami, thought they had something good going, and then boom, slap in the face to Van Noy. He gets cut. He was disappointed by it, too. Where does Kyle Van Noy go? Does he go to Tampa to reunite with his buddy Tom Brady? 
there was reports he was homesick. Um, watching Brady and Gronk win it again. Does he potentially go back up to New England and reunite with Belichick, knowing that that defense is going to be much better now that all of the opt-outs they had are coming back? And keep in mind, Matt Patricia, who is Van Noy's coach in Detroit, who was also the defensive coordinator for the longest time in New England, is a uh, assistant, special assistant to the Patriots now. That is also important to watch. So we're going to see what happens. Also important to note in the Deshaun Watson saga, no new news. Apparently the Texans are not even answering if they're calls for Deshaun Watson. They're not even listening to the voicemail. I'm pretty sure they're deleting the voicemail. So that's NFL-wise. Other big event this week. We have a big UFC pay-per-view card tomorrow night, March 6th at 10 o'clock. This quite possibly... I've been, I was a big UFC fan when I was in 6th grade. Fell off, but ever since I watched Khabib beat McGregor back in October of 2018, I've gotten right back into the sport. I bought a lot of merch from the UFC store. Only two shirts. Um, I've tried to not miss a card when quarantine happened and they were the only sport. I try, now I try to not miss a pay-per-view, even if it's bootlegging it, as some people call it. Um, um, so this one I'm buying, my favorite UFC fighter on the UFC roster, Israel, the last style bender, Adesanya, right now he is the current UFC middleweight champion, but he's gonna try and do something that only four UFC fighters have done before, become a double champion, he is moving up in weight to challenge the Polish man, Jan Blokowicz, whose nickname is Polish Power, he is going to challenge Jan, who is the light heavyweight champion. Winner of this fight will get the light heavyweight belt. It's a great fight in terms stylistically because the weigh-ins were this morning. Izzy came in at 201. The limit is 205. Most light heavyweights will weigh in at 205 uh, or 206, which is the upper limit you can do. Izzy comes in and weighs at 201. Which is rare to see. And then he grabs a... And then he has his team give him a box of pizza. I know he did it a couple years ago with a with some Dunkin' Donuts boxes. So, that, would, that was funny. I loved watching it. I can't wait to watch my guy Izzy. Izzy right now in terms of the betting market. I, always, I brought it up during football. And the, when we talked about Poirier. The betting market. Izzy right now is the minus 230 favorite. I feel like this is a little too hot, low or high odds. I don't know how to say it. I feel like I feel like this should be close to more of a pick'em fight because Jan, yes, he's going to be heavier and he's going to be putting more weight on. Izzy said he's not going to try and put more weight on because after you get done with your weighing, you you drink a lot of water and you gain like maybe thirty pounds in a night with water weight and right and whatnot. And Jan has power; he can knock anybody out in an instant. The fight can be over like that. But Izzy's kicks because he comes from a kickboxing slash jiu-jitsu background. He could easily knock anybody out with just one kick or an uppercut like he did. I believe it was to either Robert Whitaker or Paulo Costa. I don't know. And then there, now there's free title fights on this card. That was the first one. The co-main event on the card is the woman's featherweight title bout. Megan Anderson is the challenger. She doesn't have a belt. She's not looking to become a double champ. But the person she's, the lady she's fighting is a Brazilian. She is 
and many people call her the Michael Jordan of women's MMA. Amanda Lioness Nunes. Right now, she is a double champ. Um, I believe she also has the the bantamweight belt, the women's bantamweight belt. This is this fight is for the women's featherweight belt that she also owns. And Amanda Nunes, in her last two fights, the only the only two fights I've watched from Amanda Nunes have been pure domination. When you think of domination, you think Roger Federer, Serena Williams in her heyday, uh, or Djokovic, the tennis analogy, or even Tom Brady with the Patriots. That's what Amanda Nunes is bringing. It's a dominant run. You may never see it again. I think I mentioned this when I talked about Khabib a while back, trying to make analogies to these people. You'll never see it again with Nunes. You know... A lot of people, in my opinion, you know, Ronda Rousey made women's MMA popular for people like Nunes to get in the door. So Nunes, so we'll say Rousey was like the Babe Ruth of women's MMA. We got Amanda Nunes here who is like the Michael Jordan of women's MMA. She's the pound-for-pound woman's goat. No, Ain't no two ways about it. And right now she's a minus-1250 favorite in Vegas. The other title fight is for the bantamweight belt. The challenger, Algermain Funk Master Sterling, based out of Long Island area, will challenge Pewter Jan, the Russian, or I think he's, I forget what it is, I think it's Russian. Let me double check. Or it's, he's from Taban, or something like that. Yeah, he's from Russia, according to the UFC website. Yawn, eh, pewter, no mercy, Yawn, 15-1 record. He, of course, won the belt back in July at Fight Island. You might remember his name. Um, defeated Jose Aldo, a legend in this game. Um, Al Germain, very good grappler, good wrestling. Um, he trains. His coach is UFC legend Matt Sarah. He's also got one of the better... MMA coaches in the game, Ray Longo as his coach, so he'll be ready for the fight. Uh, Algermain's one of my favorite fighters on the roster. No one really talks about him that much. He's good at what he does. He In his last fight, I believe, against Corey Sandhagen, he made quick work of him last June um, with a first-round submission. So I would expect this fight to go to the ground um, in this fight. So... My predictions for this for these title fights, I like... By the way, this Yon and Sterling fight is a true pick'em fight. They're both at minus 110 odds. There's no favorite. That's how close these guys are. My predictions for the title fights, I like I like Sterling, I like Nunes, and I like Adesanya to become a double champ. Wouldn't be surprised if Blackowitz wins. I like that Adesanya took this fight because he has aspirations of going back down and defending this middleweight belt. A lot of times what we see with these double champions... They'll become a double champion, and then they'll relinquish the other belt to focus on the division they just won. Izzy said, nope, I want to go back down and defend this belt and defend both belts at the same time. You're kind of seeing it with Nunes as well, because she's also still the Bantam, women's bantamweight and women's featherweight champion. Other notable fights on this card, by the way, are huge. We have some UFC legends fighting on this card as well. Bantamweight legend Dominic Cruz is fighting, and if he can beat Casey Kenny, he might be back in the conversation for the Bantamweight title. Maybe he can retire a Bantamweight champion. That'd be nice to see. I love Dominic Cruz. When he's not fighting, 
He is commentating the fights on TV. Very good commentator. He's my favorite commentator on for the UFC. Um, we need to get him back on a pay-per-view. He's been doing too many fight nights lately. Uh, Joseph Benavidez, he should be flyweight champion. He's done so much for the flyweight division since its inception back in 2012. He'll be fighting Askar Askarov. And then you also have... So the early prelims on ESPN Plus get started at 6. The uh, regular prelims on ESPN get started at 8. And then the main card on ESPN Plus pay-per-view at 10. My time. Okay. Let's get quickly, real quick, the golf this week. They are at the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill Country Club there, I believe, in Orlando. I don't know where Bay Hill is to be exact. Let me find out for you. Excuse me. Bay Hill, Florida. So it's a suburb southwest of Orlando. Right now, 9 under par, Corey Connors is in the lead. Then the Scottish boy, Martin Laird. And is tied for second along with American Lonto Griffin. Rory McIlroy tied for fourth as well. All right, real quick, bubble watch. And hold up, give me a minute to get the full bubble watch. I have to log into my ESPN Plus account. Great service, by the way, if you're a big fan of soccer, mixed martial arts, or this FCS football. Five bucks a month. Or they have a special deal, by the way, for the fight. You can purchase for $90. The UFC 259 pay-per-view. Now, the pay-per-view cost is more like $70, but for $90, 80 or $90, you can get the pay-per-view, tomorrow night's pay-per-view, and a full year of ESPN+. Plus. It's a great deal. ESPN Plus is worth it. They have every 30 for 30 doc that ESPN has ever put out on the service. Some good movies, some good content. The Ultimate Fighter, which is like the UFC reality show. It's where they find the next big UFC fighters is on there. Detail, which Kobe Bryant created, allows you to break down a sporting event in a different way. They have it for UFC. They have it for the NFL, basketball. It's good. So with Bubble Watch now, (coughs) Louisville, North Carolina, Duke, Syracuse. These are the teams in the ACC right now that are up in the air. Duke, a tough loss to Georgia Tech the other night. North Carolina, of course, a tough loss to Syracuse. Duke, North Carolina tomorrow night. A very big game for both teams. Duke needs this more than North Carolina because North Carolina, they kind of have been trending in the right direction. I read something on Twitter. If Duke wins the game tomorrow night, Duke and UNC will uh, meet in the first round of the ACC tournament coming up this upcoming Tuesday. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. What a way to kick off the ACC tournament with the greatest rivalry in college basketball. Um, It'll be very interesting to see what happens. Duke, in my opinion, I'm a Duke fan. I've watched them play. I think they need to beat Carolina Saturday, and then they they just need to make a deep run in the ACC tournament, beat a couple powerhouse names. If they lose to Carolina on on Saturday night, they'll have to win the ACC tournament to, to get into the big dance. But, you know, I was thinking about this as I was falling asleep a couple nights ago. Even though we might not see Duke and Carolina, Syracuse, Kentucky, Michigan State, the NIT is going to be absolutely stacked this year. I mean, unbelievable. You have other bubble teams. We don't know much. Indiana looks like they're playing their way into the hunt. Michigan State looks like 
you're going to have to win the Big Ten tournament. All right. I'm out of breath. But I still got enough breath left to give you, real quick, NBA All-Star Game Sunday night too, by the way. Uh, don't know why we're having it, but yes, I'll watch it. Uh, make sure you're you're t- you're in tuned into TNT first at 6:30 though. You'll have the skills challenge and the free point shootout. Then the game at eight, and then at halftime they're gonna do the dunk contest, and then the second half, Team LeBron against Team Kevin Durant. They had the draft on Thursday night. It was a funny event. LeBron took Giannis onto the Kumpo with the first overall pick. Giannis, of course, from the Milwaukee Bucks. And it'll be interesting. Now, Durant is not playing in the game because he suffered an injury. Um, so, but he was still captain. He still got to pick his players, which was a great time. He picked all of his Nets guys. Um, so I can't wait for the All-Star game, even though I don't think we should be having it uh, in the pandemic. But nevertheless, we're having one. Um, all right, restaurant of the week. And staying out in beautiful western Pennsylvania in a town that is called a township. My aunt, uncle, and two cousins live here. They love this. They don't live in the restaurant, but they love the restaurant. I have been here to this place about three times in my life. And I gotta say, it's memorable every time. This is, quite frankly, one of the better sports bars I have been to in my lifetime. Ladies and gentlemen, on Route 19 in Cranberry Township, Pennsylvania, North Park Lounge. Yeah! Great restaurant. Uh, You got a mix of everything. You got Italian, American. They have some really good taco dip. The nachos are out of this world. They've got pepper jack pretzel bites. Their garlic knots are amazing. And if you get pasta, you're getting your those garlic knots. Oh, they're amazing. I don't see them on the menu, but I know they had milkshakes at one point. I hope they still do. Because I've always wanted to try their milkshakes. Never got to try it. Of course, it's Western Pennsylvania. You gotta have a gigantic pretzel. 24 ounces of it. Deep fried. Served with honey mustard, ranch, and cheese dip. They've got wings. I've had their wings. They're all right. But now they have boneless wings, apparently. Last time I went, they didn't have boneless wings. They've got soups. They've got salads. They got good old sandwiches. Or as we call them, sandwiches. The Big Man 16 sandwich looks good. That's just a Philly cheesesteak, baby. Inspired by Pittsburgh Penguins great. And AT&T Sportsnet analyst, number 16, Jay Caulfield. Their fish sandwich looks pretty good. I've had their fish and chips before. Very underrated. Very good. It's called, it looks like it's called the fish on a dish. Oh, a delightful dish. Fish on a dish. Um, I know my one cousin loves the cookies there, uh, which I believe are on the uh, kids menu. Oh, all kids' meals are served with ice cream or fruit snacks. Oh, right. I might have to be a kid again. I'm just learning this for the first time. Oh, wow. I'd get ice cream over fruit snacks any day of the week, and I'm sure 
if you asked for every 10,000 kids, 9,999 of them would take ice cream. For sure. They also got burgers and they have pizza slash flatbreads. North Park Lounge, NHD, in Cranberry Township. All right. That'll do it for the podcast. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Next week's episode might drop Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, just because basketball, we're getting into conference tournaments, and games will be on all day from, like, Wednesday to Sunday. I can't contain myself. Best time of year. We were robbed of this last year. It's back, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy every minute of it. Because it's March Madness. Yeah! This is Sports Bar Talk. Where we have the best seat in the house.